0: Oh, Brian McCubbin.
1: Hey, y'all.
2: David Hall. I'm not from Nantucket. Greg Hectus. What's up, everybody?
0: And Daytona 500 winner, Tony Groves. Booyah.
3: What's going Booyah. on, fellas?
0: Welcome. Well, this week on the show, we wrap up week one of the NIS schedule at Daytona. The iRacers Lounge NASCAR Fantasy returns, and we get back into all things iRacing. GridFinder is your go-to source for finding your next sim racing league. Currently home to over 450 leagues across all gaming platforms and across 10 different racing sims, including over 80 iRacing leagues. Filter your search by racing sim, car class, race day, and region. Finding a leak to fit your schedule has never been this easy. Visit www.grid-finder.com to find a leak or to upload your own. Gridfinder.com
2: Looks like we're going to jump into topics. And the first thing we have is the VCO Grand Slam. This is a... Stands for the Virtual Competition Organization, and it's coordinating with iRacing and will be cooperating on four special events for the season to make up the new edition of the VCO Grand Slam. The events include the 12 Hours of Sebring, 24 of Nürburgring, the Lepete, the La Pete uh, uh, Le Mans, and the 10 Hours of Suzuka, which will be. Uh, Very nice group. In addition to the comprehensive coverage on its social media channels, VCO will provide top-quality image material for the top split of the highest-ranked drivers to all media representatives and team drivers. So uh, I'm gathering, based on this, they're doing this for the actual official events, but kind of teaming up to provide some promotional partnership.
0: Yeah, that's the way I was reading. Is this official, or is this a league thing, or what? But I think they're referring to the Official events, and like you said, a partnership for branding and, and whatnot.
2: They forgot the 24 hours of somewhere in France.
1: Yeah, that track.
0: The 23.29 hours of, of France, yeah. I don't think they've sorted that out yet, so...
4: No, but you gotta think that would've been in here if that was uh, something that they weren't just booted out of.
0: I bet you they can't.
5: they can't do anything with it right now until... Everything is, you know, it's so new that it's not something that's easy to be done, right?
2: Well, it's definitely in the d- legal department, probably. And um, the latest information I have is iRacing has rights to the tr- to the cars um, and all other parts of the track except for the parts actually owned by the, uh, by the company. I don't know if the previous scans can be shut down or not, but the biggest thing that they were they put on their little website, uh, the new company was nobody, basically nobody better advertise they're running a 24-hour. That was what they wanted to, that's where they wanted their intellectual property protected the most.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get around that. That's going to be tough. How about
2: that uh, Cup of Nations, Brian?
4: Yeah, we're going to stay with the VCO company, the virtual competition organization. And uh, so they are, have announced that The groups and the drivers For the 14 countries That are going to host the Cup of Nations Um, Those races are going to start Sunday at 1pm Eastern time So there's uh, three groups of nations In here, each with real world Professional drivers And uh, they will go through a round robin session And uh, see which uh, Country comes out on top So um, real quick in group A We have the USA, Austria, Australia, Brazil And Portugal Group B is Canada, Switzerland, Netherlands, and Germany. Group C is Spain, Finland, Great Britain, South Africa, and Norway. And you're going to see such drivers like um, um, Sage Karam, Sage Karam, sorry, from the USA. Uh, boy, Brazil's got a loaded lineup with Rubens uh, Barrichello and his brother Eduardo Barrichello, Tony Kanaan, and Enzo Fittipaldi. So yeah, so uh, you expect to see some really high, uh, high-profile drivers in that series.
0: Isn't Eduardo the, his son, actually?
4: Sorry, yes. I'm sorry. Right. Yes, it is his son. And
0: he's an up-and-comer. Uh, I would expect to see him in Formula 1 in the next couple of years for sure. Um, so watch out for Ed Eduardo. But, yeah, what a lineup. Tony Canaan, uh Enzo, Fittipaldi. Man.
4: So uh, who you guys got coming out of this, uh, out of this format?
1: Sage so Karam.
5: It'll be Germany's thing to try and... Usually, Germany is one of the higher groups in this. Uh, but isn't, then,
4: isn't Switzerland usually pretty good too?
5: Yeah, I mean, even if you're looking, I would I wouldn't put it past Spain to be you know a contender here too. Depending on what you know, what what they're not they're not the typical what we what we did the VCO Cup that I
0: was part of. But it's these long events. It'll be interesting to see how they do. All right, pretty cool. They put out a promotional video too, showing some footage going around the track and whatnot. Um, pretty cool looking.
4: Yeah, so it looks like they're going to do a variety of different um, events, right? The rally cars are in in this video. There's some of the
5: uh, formula
4: cars. I'm not sure which one it is. To be
5: honest with you, oh, that's their that's their old video. That's prom- that they they reused the video to promote from off their website that they normally have sitting there. Um, this isn't this isn't a new one. This is the same one they had f- playing for when uh, I was part of the thing last fall.
4: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it should be an interesting race. And again, it starts this this week, uh, this Sunday at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
2: Look, Ma, no hands, Tony. Yeah, thanks. I was just waiting for that lead-in.
3: So we yeah, got we're, we're uh, over Daniel Day Lewis, right? That's right. That's right. Need a need a proper entrance. Uh, Bartos Ostolowski asks on Instagram who would like to sim race with him. By the way he is, now it says here a real life rally car driver. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But he, this fella here, he's got no arms. Drives with his feet. Now he is a real life race car driver. Now I was uh, quite intrigued by this by this fella so I had to go and uh, you know check out some other stuff on his instagram and he's got videos of him uh driving around but it looks like he's uh he's into drifting there's a few videos of him drifting around in uh i'm not even sure what kind of car it is um it's all you know stickered up it's he's doing some legit racing um that's pretty darn amazing i've not seen somebody with no arms completely and uh you know doing all this stuff being competitive
0: with his feet that's the word competitive tony when i saw this i'm like man the car control is amazing
3: yeah did you check out some of the drifting videos that he did now it's all like you know inside the the car so you can see what he's doing um but nonetheless you know he's he's not just uh slinking around he's he's giving her he's going
0: and he's even got a special kind of sock on, you know, to aid with a grip. I guess, kind of like a glove.
4: <laughs> yeah, there's there's no like special looking equipment that he uses. It looks like a pretty normal steering wheel, um, and, and you don't can't see the pedals. But when in his iRacing video, he's using standard pedals. So, and that's um, just nuts what this guy can do. It's crazy.
2: The, he's got V three pedals.
4: Right. It's, but there's no other aids for him, like we've seen with some of the other um, um, drivers that have uh, disabilities. You know, it looks like pretty much standard equipment. He's just using his feet.
0: Yeah. If you look at the video look, down in the Instagram of him, you know, drifting that car around, wow. I mean, the way it looks is he's driving with his left foot on the Alcantara steel, steering wheel, he's got his whole foot up there and then right foot down on the pedals, and uh, that's how it rolls.
3: Yeah, this guy, he's, he's definitely worth checking out, so look him up. His name's Bartos Ostolowski, B-A-R-T-O-S-Z, or Z for my fellow Canadians, and Ostolowski, exactly how that sounds.
0: Or, to, or just go to our web, our website and check out the show notes. Yeah, even better,
3: do that. I haven't seen how he
4: shifts gears. That's, you know, in the video, he the car shifting gears. I don't know how he's doing that. I guess there's a button mapped to the uh, to his uh, V V2 wheel. I don't know.
1: Might have it in automatic.
5: Do you guys see? There's something around his, sh- or is that just a shoelace? I thought there was something on his shoe that he was tapping there. I could be wrong, but but who knows?
2: Is you a- could you could rig something up that you click click on one of their shoes or even squeeze your shoulder a certain way or put a button in your mouth uh, there's a couple of ways you could add extra buttons pretty cool pretty cool really impressive all right adam we get to break you in now with your first yeah. topic member highlights
1: so iRacing released their member highlights for the month and their top t- i don't know if it's top 10 or not i think it's top five but they have like a uh, Canon car going across the line backwards in a crash at Talladega for the win. They've got a dirt car, someone coming off turn four in the, what is that, the big block, big block modified. Comes across in first after coming off turn four, fifth in a crash. And a couple other ones were IMSA coming to the line side by side and some, I think formerly run O car side by side through some S's for a couple, for a little bit.
0: Yeah, the typical, uh, you know, great racing to the line, side-by-side. Side. Uh, I really like the Arca one at Talladega. Um, man, they're all wrecking, and he actually won it, you know, going backwards across the line. Those are pretty cool to, when they go backwards.
4: Yeah, they had, the, um, they had that uh, side-by-side finish at the end of 24 hours that so they turn it to, which still just blows your mind that these cars can be that closed after a day of racing.
2: We've got a little four-wide racing at uh, Detroit.
5: Well, the other thing, too, with what you're saying there, Brian, 24 hours without cautions to get them to just be like that, right, too, right? Right, right.
4: There's no regrouping the fields or nothing that would that would make that happen. It's just insane. It doesn't seem possible that you could be that
0: close after that much time. With it's no like yellows. a mathematic impossibility. <laughs> I'm well, got you. Gotta,
5: there's, there's so many variables. You've got drivers different drivers different skill levels like how do you how does it even up between you know you have a possibility of f- four drivers on each side or six drivers on each side or whatever it is and they end up at the same part by the time 24 hours is done like that's just it, it, it's one of the weirdest things that happens without a caution i, I just can't believe that it happens like that
2: and it's not really a mathematical impossibility, because anything that can happen does when you roll the dice enough time. And we, we have these events with so many splits. One of them is gonna have this happen. We had, there was a really close finish in Daytona as well, after 24 hours.
0: You and I were thinking the same thing. I was thinking of the analogy of the, you put a million monkeys in a room with a million typewriters, and eventually you'll get a novel.
2: That's a little bit over-exaggerated. But uh mathematically saying it's impossible doesn't really work when you have so many chances to try. I'm nerding out. Um so why don't we dirt out instead, Mike?
0: Bristol dirt is uh definitely a work in progress for iRacing. They did post up a photo of the virtual track workers trying to figure out how to operate the equipment. Basically it shows two uh track workers next to a uh you know, a dirt mover, a backhoe kind of thing. Uh, it's pretty small though for, you know, doing dirt tracks, but it's kind of neat. It makes you wonder if they're going to have those at uh, you know, near the track or, uh, maybe, um, it'd be cool to race them. I think they,
5: uh, when I was talking in our, our, uh, our chat about this, I thought they didn't take an opportunity here. Obviously they could have made a funnier, a funnier image. I guess they could have more people standing around holding shovels or something. Just kind of make it more of a joke here it kind of looks weird having the dirt like i don't know if you guys look see in the background there, looking at having it so high above by the wall there you can't like the the lettering's covered and stuff
1: it looks like you'd catch that catch fence if you jumped it
5: that's why it's kind of <laughs> weird that they're using bristol because they're not changing they're just putting dirt on top of the track but the tracks walls and stuff aren't changing and it's dirt tracks don't have safer barriers, right? Like this will be the first, you know, it would be something different than what they're used to. They're not going to change the walls to, to when they put the dirt
2: down. Well, I wonder, is the wall going to work like it's supposed to, being that much shorter? Good point. I was just thinking that too.
4: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking in the real race to see how high that comes up on the wall. Because, yeah. I mean, they do have to, they're going to have to put a pretty thick layer of dirt in on on there otherwise it's just going to scrub right off
5: asphalt shoes you know did did you hear what they're planning there's there there is talks that the last segment could be 250 laps like that's from that's a that'll be down to the asphalt by the end of it
4: yeah that's what i heard too so if, if it's not asphalt the dirt will be as hard as asphalt Go ahead, Dave.
2: sorry. Or definitely run it out in and in terrible shape. Uh, no, no track runs that many laps straight in in real dirt racing. Yeah, in, no dirt race track. runs that many laps with, with forty cars, especially forty heavy cars. These are not dirt midgets; they're three thousand pound stock cars. A um, couple of our podcasts that we like to listen to actually were came down pretty hard on on this decision and think it'd be better to run at a track that's actually a dirt track and is capable of handling things like this the only thing that bristol has that the other places don't is the stands
5: well isn't one of the real reasons why they did this is because they still technically can't get away from all the chart like uh the speedway owners like they have the certain amount of vents that they're a lot that, they, that are allotted to them so you can't just take bristol off and give it to a track that doesn't ha isn't owned i don't know what dirt tracks are owned under, under any of the sanctioning. Like the was it Bruton Smith and uh, what are all the I don't know, mis and the big speedway owners, but um, you know they're not going to take an event away to give it to a dirt track. That's why they came up with this idea, right?
2: Probably.
4: Yeah, I, I think I think Greg's hit the hit the money hit the nose on that one. I just don't think that. No, They either contractually or politically can't can't just start pulling tracks from people who've already had them, um, maybe have contracts with them or whatever. I think they just wanted a dirt race, and they already had Bristol on the schedule, and they couldn't take away their, their second spot.
2: But it is a pretty good sign that uh, iRacing is working on it, and we'll probably have dirt racing at Bristol soon. Um, one place we were racing last week was Daytona as we kicked off the NIS season. And we talked about this a little bit, both, uh, I I think y'all talked about it on the aftermath. I guess we haven't covered it yet on this show. And this normally is reserved for, uh, result sections, but we're going to, we're going to announce a special win. Tony brag on yourself.
3: Well, that part is uh, a bit hard, but I'll tell you, um, after, I don't know, but three years of of trying, I uh, I finally got an NIS win, and uh, just to make that you know that deal just so much sweeter, it, it was the Daytona 500, um, full length race. It couldn't have definitely couldn't have come at a better time. As I was really debating, I was like, well, how much of this season am I actually gonna race? And this one just made it. So yeah, many many more starts this year.
0: Congratulations. Well done. It, it's certainly a long time coming. I mean, you've had some good finishes before, right? Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I've had plenty of good finishes, you know, a uh, bunch of near misses. I like was just I've, I've been so close so many times, um, just never been able to seal the deal and, you know, get it fully done. So, uh, yeah, this one this one felt good, still feels good. And I'm sure it's going to feel good for, for quite a while.
2: Let me tell you how much this changed him. This guy was practicing Daytona road this week.
3: <laughs> yeah. Don't let that one out of the bag. I'm still, still up in the air on that one. I can't keep the darn thing on track. I mean, the Ferrari was hard enough to, to get around there for me. Um, I don't know. Mr. Rochette's got a, a set that he used and, uh, sounded like it was, uh, pretty solid for him. So we'll, we'll jump in that set and see how that goes. But I might try a sunday sunday morning start that's look where it, that looks like where it's uh gonna fit in for me so, so this was
4: a, this was an open race right tony yeah
3: yeah yeah this was an open race and um said uh well heck the strength of field was even higher than my eye rating which is um nothing for me to brag about but uh you know the the lat the final moves that you know sealed me the win which is which pretty much came with like 40 to go um, like the the race was an absolute shit show uh and, and down at my splits you just expect it and normally I get caught up in it um, had mike in my ear for the you know for the last last part of that race um helped me make the well i didn't help me make he made the right call to uh get me in the position and to avoid the the last wreck that took out the second place guy and um i basically just Kind of rode around for the last 40 laps, just try to keep the car clean because it's already, um, you know, two laps ahead of the field, and you know my my car was extremely clean. I, I, I didn't pick up one incident point that whole race, but I had quite a few uh, very very close calls.
5: Well, <laughs> and when I was making the uh, thumbnail for the video that I made for you, Tony, I was like thank God this car is in a good shape at the end here. Cause you get to see all the marbles on the car and it, it looks perfect. And I liked when I turned like just taking the image of your car, that paint job you have on it. I mean, it's a pretty simple paint job, but it looks really good. And when I cartoonized it, I think it looked pretty good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That, that video you made up was, uh, you know, it was pretty good. I was, I sent you that replay. I'm like, well, good luck. There's not really a whole lot to work with. Um, but the the decisions you made with you know cutting it in with some other first time Daytona winners and um yeah it came out came out really good it was it was a well done video well when I watched the last
5: little bit of your race there and I'm thinking to myself it's kind of reminded me like you know when Dale Earnhardt senior won his uh, 500 he he got to think about it for a lap because he the caution came out and he had to roll around and make sure he got back to the line thinking about it you kind of had it open there for a while just to cruise around for two laps there, knowing that, you know, as long as nothing bad happens, it's good. So that's where I I thought, you know, something's got to set in type thing. I don't know if it was setting in for you when you're actually driving around there for you, but I thought this would be kind of cool just to blend in, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. talking about what the 500 means. Dale Sr., uh, Trevor Bain, I had Jamie McMurray. Like I watched Jamie McMurray's video on on on, the, on YouTube and I was like, man, is he, he could barely talk through this whole thing, he was crying so emotionally. But like, I just thought, you know, maybe, you know, you got to reminisce for two laps while you're going around there, maybe thinking about, okay, I'm going for my first win, which is the biggest event too, which is awesome. Like it's the best, it would be the best feeling to. I've never won a restrictor place race and his cup cars, So it's kind of nice to, you know, see how it f- feels for you to do this. And the video was, a, is what it is. Like, I just, I thought it was uh, the only, the best way that I could come up with something for it.
0: It was longer than two laps, Greg. It was actually like 20 because when I came in there at the last 20 laps or so, he, he had a, a good commanding way to win that race. I mean, every, he was laps up on everybody except for one guy. And, um, once that guy got wrecked, it was just like, oh man, just got to bring it home. But I think what I was telling Tony is focus, keep your focus up. You know, hey, you know, just try to, you know, bring it home. Don't make a stupid mistake and, and lose the race when you're, when you really have it wrapped up. And so uh, that's what he did. And he made the right moves and it was fun to watch. And I was so happy that I got wrecked out just so I could watch that. Um, it's always fun to be there uh, for, for other people's wins, uh, especially big ones.
3: Well, so I, I talked, I talked about the the move that you know really did it for me uh, on the aftermath. But I'll bring it up here too because you know, Mike, it was it was you that made that call because uh, it was me and another guy. We were uh, you know first and second, and it was um, you know I was leading for a bit. Pretty sure I did have the faster car. Well, I did have the faster car because I passed him very easily, and I was just gonna kind of ride behind him for a little while, and um, you know, just kind of hang out and you know, wait till we're a little closer at the end because I wasn't sure, uh, you know, how much faster my car was gonna be over his. Um, Mike's like, no, don't do that. Get out in front. Lead the race. Lead. You, you got to be out front. And it was. Two laps, Mike. After after that call and after I passed him, it was two laps. We come up on that uh, lap car that didn't uh, couldn't figure out what he what what part of the track he wanted to be on, so he you know stuck it in the middle, and I had to you know dive it down at the bottom at the last minute, and that's when he took out the second place guys. So, um, had you had not been in my ear, I likely would have been uh, you know riding in second for a while longer, and. Would have most likely been that car getting taken out
0: i'm glad you brought that up it it really ties in how important it is to have teammates in these situations because to have that extra eyeballs in the sky especially somebody with experience like me uh just to give you a, a overall perspective hey this is not the time to ride it's time to go i feel like it you know and yeah, I just was passing on what I felt to you and, and it worked. And, uh, so happy that you got that win.
3: So, um, there's the other part to that too, Mike. And just with you being in my ear and kind of coaching me along, um, helps with the nerves. Cause you know, like myself, I've, I don't, I haven't logged too many, uh, you know, leading laps for the races that I have won. Um, you know, it's usually just in the last, uh, Just the last one or two laps so and then you know i i'll lead for a little bit here and there anyways but i had a lot of laps leading um so there's a lot of laps to be able to get inside my own head and you know and really overthink things but with you being in my ear i wouldn't i didn't have to um i could just you know push all that excitedness and um nerves just push it right out the door and just kind of focus on what I was doing. So, you know, that's a, that's another huge help to having, you know, having a spot or having someone in your ear.
0: Oh yeah. 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 I'm happy to do it. It was a blast. And I, I, uh, I feel like it was my win as as just as much as yours, just because I was there and gave you some insight that maybe have helped. So yeah, congratulations. That's going to open the floodgates, many more to come. Well,
3: here's hoping. One race at a time, right? Did you cry, Tony? (laughs) No, no, I didn't. Um, (laughs) But I was was extremely happy.
0: You didn't sleep much that night, right?
3: It took me a solid two hours to settle down from that. Yeah, so it was a late night.
4: Well, congratulations, man. That was a major compliment.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks very much.
2: Next item on the docket, we have the Major Series, and I'll take this one. Uh, this Sunday, February 21st, the Major Series is holding the Daytona 500 race. Except this time, we're not in the cup cars. We're in the 87 cars.
0: Uh, Wait, you called it the death car, though.
2: Yeah, turns out it was the death setup, because we got a set up now that I can actually make it more than two laps running around the track. So we had a set it the one thing i can't drive is a is a loose in car and it was loose in and so it would just go around
5: it was more than loose in it it was just it was loose whenever it wanted to be like it would go you go into the corner and one time it would stick and the next time it's not there it's just like you it's basically like you blew a right rear tire
2: yeah but uh uh I'm actually running the duel here after the podcast tonight, and feeling a lot more confident now. It's definitely a different type of racing than plate racing. You're mostly in the throttle, but you do have to lift a little, and especially when you start fighting with traffic. And it's not—it's not the pack racing. You'll get little small breakaways more than than you see the big, every, everybody packed in together.
5: And, and you get a big run too. Like if if somebody slips coming off the corner, the the speed differential is. It's crazy the gap that you can close if somebody just has a bad lap.
2: Yeah, it, just a little bit of looseness or lost anything that causes them to lose momentum. Uh, you're already you're already at the top of that car's speed, and so it it takes a while to get back up there. It'll be broadcast on GSRC. Uh, at least the pro split will be, I don't, there'll be a link that I'm sure Greg will have up for the, for the sportsman pod, pod, podcast. And, uh, because of my place last time I'm automatically in pro split one. So all I have to do now is, is, uh, show up and race.
5: And I'm, I'm up there in the points because of the first race, how I finished. So I'm looking forward to, uh, keeping it going here.
2: Just don't forget to qualify.
5: Yeah. We got to what Saturday I'm looking at here. There's yeah, it looks like Saturday is the
0: last qualifying. Who's the car to beat? I see Christian Schalliner, Boyd Hogan.
2: That's always Christian. <laughs> the guy isn't, he's not human.
5: Right. It doesn't matter just, what car. Yeah, I was just going to say, they seem to find a way to do it no matter what, whatever car they're in.
2: Well, he's just that good, I, I, period. Period. Uh, he in almost all of the practice races or all the Winter Series races, he would start in the back just so he could drive up to the field.
0: And he won the majority of the eighty-seven races in the Winter League. I think it was seven of
2: nine or something
0: like that, or nine of eleven. I don't remember.
2: Yep. So there's a new TV series out on Netflix. It's called The Crew, um, and I've actually just finally gotten around to watching it. It's pretty entertaining. Brian's going to tell us about iRacing's appearance in the show. It's an awesome show.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's um. So it's on Netflix, uh, starring Kevin James. Uh, he was from The King and Queens, and he was a. Uh, so he's been around for a while. Um, And uh, so this show in episode two, if you go to the 1630 mark, which I actually suggest you just watch the whole episodes or all of them um, at 1630 mark, you will see an appearance by iRacing. Um, The, uh, the, the character who is placed the driver in the series, he's practicing, I guess, and uh, using the iRacing rig for his practice. So that's pretty cool. Um, So Greg West this this was a thread in the forums that iRacing was in this episode of uh, of the crew, and uh, Greg West chimed in, and he uh, this is what he said. He said he actually went down there to install the sim, which is cool. So Greg West actually took a trip down to where they're uh, shooting this and installed the sim for him, got it all set up. He said that Jake's character, Jake is the, the gentleman who plays the driver, he really pushed himself to look to the part, Looked the part in the sim to the point where he was even asking about heel-toe on downships So so the actor uh, who plays Jake was really interested in trying to make this authentic looking as she can and uh, so uh, Greg said he was really Beyond impressed and really hoped the series is a success the cast and crew were an absolute blast to work with So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he went down there set this up um, it, It's it's in this it's in this uh, scene here and, uh, you do get to see a little bit of the screenshot of him driving.
2: Well, I, go, go ahead, ahead David. I was going to say, I had actually just watched this episode a couple of days ago and I was like, yep, there's iRacing.
5: Well, and it's, it's a comedy, right? So like I, the, the, the driver's like a pretty simple, I'll call him simple person as, <laughs> uh, in it, but, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a funny looking behind, a you know, what's, you know, going on in a shop kind of just being jokes and um, and stuff like that. But they call it the sim in, in it, like his, the simulation work is, is what he's doing. It's, uh, it's kind of funny cause it's a, it's a whole workout room that he's in there too, where that sim uh, thing is. Cause he's got a hand eye coordination thing on the other side of the room there that he work, is working on in a different scene. And uh, it's just, I mean, the wife have been watching this show and we're kind of really enjoying it just trying to find time to finish you know get the show done but it's only came out the other day though so it's not too bad
2: it's hilarious and it it um it's knowledgeable but at the same time it definitely goes over the top as far for the purposes of of comedy because uh, there's some things that just aren't terribly realistic but it doesn't take itself seriously in that aspect
5: well, it also has so far. Um, so there's some cup drivers that have made some appearances in it too. Appears um, that day or uh, Ryan Blaney is uh, definitely the uh, one that they're making fun of a lot in there. He's always coming up at the bar at the bar. Um, but Cole Custard and Austin Dillon, I think, have been on it. I can't think of the other. I think there was one more. That, uh, Austin hey,
2: Dillon and Blaney were together actually in, in a scene.
3: Ryan Blaney's mustache was a character all on its own. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing they're making fun of a lot. And the car they
1: used to on the track is actually a Spire car.
5: The more you know. It's good. Yeah,
4: if if you guys watch Daytona the 500, they they promoted this thing like crazy. So um, they're they're really pushing it. I guess NASCAR is pushing it as well to kind of a kind of extend their brand, I guess. Um, so yeah,
5: you can wow. check it out on Netflix. Kevin yeah, Ke- James is the producer on it,
3: too. Yeah, and I guess he's also going to be the Grand Marshal for the uh, road course coming up Sunday. Because he did the introductions for the 500, so you, so he's going to
5: change into the Grand Marshal part of it this week? That's what I heard anyways.
0: I remember him from the past, given the gentleman start your engines. Well, it was
5: him and uh, Adam Sandler that did it the one time, and they went crazy. But right. They, they've been in so many comedies together. That's, they were promoting a movie at the time whenever they were doing all the Gentleman's Starcher engine stuff. Yeah, I think that was Grown Ups, the movie.
2: Well, one of the things, they have a character that's an engineer on there who probably knows how to work with spreadsheets. And this guy here, Bill Hull, also knows how to do that. And Adam's going to tell us about that.
1: Yeah, Bill Hull was submitted a program for NIS results and you put it on the forums, then it tracks your averages, your top five, your polls, your wins, probably your laps led too. Something interesting, I'm going to have to look into that because I, I plan on keeping track of things a little more tightly this year.
0: So it's in a Microsoft Excel, and I don't have Excel installed on my SIM rig, so I haven't been able to take a look at this, but it does look pretty cool. Um, we have something similar uh, on Google Uh, Sheets or Google Drive uh, that we used last year when I would take the time to fill it out, or Greg would. But, uh, yeah, I think we'd need to track it again. It's still early in the season. I was going to say, you probably
5: could take this Excel and transfer it into Google Sheets, too, couldn't you? It's just the same. They're pretty much the same programs.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, one of us needs to take up tracking it the problem with tracking it is looking up everyone else's finish um it's not real easy on the website well and if you're
5: like david who runs six billion races a week it's hard to find an nis buried from sunday when he's when you're looking it up from a friday
2: i'll tell you a secret it's actually not that hard after you run uh run um into season two once you're in season two all the nis starts still show up as season one but that's 12 weeks f- all the way in. So far away. Gosh. We're, al- we're already in week 10 of season one.
4: <laughs> so this is a totally free download, right? I don't, I don't think Bill Hall is uh, charging
0: anything. For no. This, right? It's just a Excel. It's actually posted right, directly to the forum. So you can just go there and get it. All right. Next up, uh, Tony, the Carnomaly 500.
3: Would that be Carnomaly or the Carnomaly 500? Shout out to Gary. Yeah,
2: that was a good (laughs) show, by the way. (laughs) He was a lot of fun.
3: Talking about Gary Corbet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to get them pronunciations right. At least I think that's how we're going to pronounce it. So hopefully I'm right. Anyways, uh, this is uh, the event put on by Parker Kligerman and Landon Castle. And... Uh, the I guess that the pre- preliminary qualifiers um, have started this week. Uh, yes. Sorry, I, was, I didn't find a... I, I was hoping there was links.
0: Uh, this is links. A, a crazy event because it's spread over three weeks, Tony, actually. I actually caught a a bit of this the other night um, on uh, Landed Castle's stream. And uh, it's very interesting what they're doing. It's basically the car of tomorrow at Daytona.
3: Yeah, so it costs you $25 to enter. There's a $15,000 prize purse. That is a huge amount of money for this.
0: And there's a lot of big names running this. Uh, a lot of the Coke drivers are in it. In fact, uh, Ray Alfala ran, uh, won the one of the uh, pre-events last night.
3: Now, on the uh, on the one tweet where it says, you know, join the, the their Discord server, it says to hang out with 755 other members. So I'm assuming there's, you know, that much or, you know, very close to that many people that have signed up for this thing.
2: I think that's how many people are involved in Landon's community. Uh, yeah, he e- streams community. and has a Discord running as well.
3: Oh, okay, okay. I read that completely wrong then. Well, and I,
5: I wouldn't doubt what you're saying there, Tony, though, because they're probably, most of the people that are in his Discord are probably going to participate in this event. I mean, what was this the other one that they took, the, the, the 87 one that they did, the Firecracker one? That was a huge hit.
0: Yeah. So this is the same group that put on that event, Greg, the Firecracker 400. Uh, it's actually Parker, Kligerman, Landon Castle, and Joshua Mendoza. And, uh, the three of them are kind of the admins, so to speak. And, uh, when I was watching the, the thing the other night, I mean, Landon is in the race driving, but he's also admining, you know, clearing flags and doing different things and telling people the rules. And, um, yeah, so he's very hands-on. He's, he's being nem cross in the, in the races. So on the.
3: Are they finishing up the the qualifying on the twenty fourth? Is this how am I
0: reading this right? So this week is like the prelims, and I think next week is the final events. Is the way I understand it? Okay, because this I yeah I see here
3: the battle one fifty. So I imagine it's gonna be a hundred fifty mile, um, what uh, semifinal type thing to to see if you get into the big show on March third.
4: I think it's like the doles would be. I think.
3: Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it seems like like it, it would be a hell of an event. Now, I, they they got to be broadcasting this, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah they have the Twitch. Uh, I think Lannan's actually doing the broadcast right off of that same Twitch, but um, yes. Well, if it's anything like that last one that Lannan
3: Castle put on, it's, it's going to be, you know, I thought they did a very, very good job of, um, you know, producing. And they had a... I, I liked how they, you know, had their uh, the setups for the commentators uh, so you can see them and just thought it, it was, a, you know, a nice professional spin uh, to a really fun event.
0: Now, I hit up Landon, which I ended up in talking to Josh Mendoza, who led me to Parker Kligerman, and we've been playing email tag, trying to get him scheduled to come on the show today, but it didn't work out because he was busy. And they're having an event literally as we speak tonight. Um, so he talked about, maybe I can, we can hook up next week. So maybe we can get Parker on next week to talk about this event. Um, that's kind of the goal, but uh, well, it, it's still a work in progress.
4: One of the things I wanted to mention about this in their promotional video, um, they, they, they're promoting a new interactive broadcast experience. And I don't know what that means. It's really—I'm really curious as to what that means and how it
5: works. I'm guessing he—they've probably created something here that um, just there's there's obviously something that they've been working through using the technologies of the sim and whatever they got going on in the background here. It's just something different that we haven't seen on any of these other broadcasts um, that do stuff for iRacing.
4: I think it's going to be. I think it's actually going to be like fan brought, you know, like they're going to be using some of the fans and the broadcasting. Cause it, what it says in the, the tweet for this say, it says is, um, you know, it's 15,000 prize purse and the opportunity to make a name for yourself on the most interactive sim racing broadcasting ever.
0: Oh, they'll just drag the fan into the booth with them. And then yeah, There you go, you make, start calling the race. I like Man, it. that and in
2: race reporting for sure there you
0: go
5: mike if that happens you got to get
0: in on that yeah it looked like a i mean just watching their uh practice races which was basically what i was watching um man it was crazy racing to begin with because these cars you know they're unrestricted and they go to the wall if you're not careful and you have to lift and and uh, lifting at Daytona is kind of an oxymoron, but you really do in these cars, and it's fun. Uh, it pre- presents really good racing, is what it presented. I was uh, fascinated watching it.
4: Well, well, you, we found out last week with the Podium Five Hundred what big, big money races restrictor plates uh, usually end up with: big crashes, lots of crashes.
0: So, in the, in the final event, it looks like all 43 get some kind of payout. Like, if you finish 43rd, you get 100 bucks. If you finish first, 3000 So, once you're into the race, you're guaranteed to make your money back and more. So, Okay, next up, we have uh, patch number five, season one, uh, release notes. Uh, they added uh, the new page. We talked about this last week, the status.iracing.com. Um One thing that they noted that we didn't note note last week was you can click on any status report box and actually get a detailed timeline of that service's performance over the last hour. They also did some UI stuff. I'm not gonna dig into that much. Uh, Fixed a few things with hosted uh, racing. A new session type warmup may now be selected with some event types when doing hosted. Uh, that's pretty cool. If you don't want to do a queue, you just want to do a warm-up.
2: Well, you can do it and actually have it come after the queue section if you want some more time for TV coverage. For example, when we did the m race, they have a 30-minute qualifying session right now because they want everybody to qualify and then do the driver's meeting. But um, that means we qualify, and then everybody has to sit off the truck, track, track for forever. So you could actually have it roll over to a warm-up instead after the driver's meeting.
5: Yeah, so they could go 15 and 15 then instead of 15 or 30 minutes there.
0: Okay, and uh, race servers, uh, a change here, it says, while a race server is creating splits and sessions for an event, no new registrations will be allowed for that event. This process occurs when the window for registering for an event as a a participant closes. This is particularly helpful for the large scale events and team events where dozens of splits and sessions are being created at the same time. Stopping new registrations will reduce the load on the scheduler. Further registration and joining of the sessions for spotting, spectating, etc., cetera, will be allowed again after the sessions have been fully created and launched. So we're getting ready to start the Daytona 24. The first driver launches in. Everybody else is gonna have to wait until the scheduler thing is done. Normally, they would, go, they would go and hit join, but they won't have that option.
2: Make sense?
4: Yeah, so I'm, hope, uh, I'm guessing they're trying to... To eliminate some of the issues they had with the start of of 24, obviously. Yep.
2: Um, I think everybody that's already registered though can can join. you just it's just the registration. It's the, the additional for teammates. Can. Yeah. If you haven't registered, even though you may be registered on the roster or the roster, um, if you haven't clicked on the little "Join Your Team" button, then you'll have to wait. Which which will be uh, something that'll just reduce the server load.
0: Yeah, I was reading into this a little bit more on a different thread, and it basically said what could takes, you know, five or ten minutes, what should take five or ten minutes is to do these splits, was taking 40 minutes or something, because all the additional teammates that were trying to join after they started doing the splitting, and that lengthened everything. So by disallowing that, that fixes it and makes it back down to the five-minute thing. Uh, changes to the cars... The Delara IR18 audio levels for the limiter has been increased to twelve thousand three hundred. McLaren BOP adjustment and new contingency decals for the NASCAR. Yeah, and then they changed the uh, the tr- the truck series logos because obviously they have the
5: Gander now instead of last what was it? Last? It wasn't Gander. Camping last World. It was, a, it was a Camping World, right? But it's, um, has anyone noticed what the new contingency ones are? Or is it just well, up to date to the year?
2: Gander is not contingency. Contingencies are the little extra stickers that go down, kind of in the front.
5: No, I know that. I'm just saying that. Um, has anyone noticed what the ones are on the cup car that changed?
2: Well, if you run a custom paint, you'd have to download the new template to put them in there.
1: I just realized I still have Gander on my truck. I painted it two months ago.
0: Perfect.
5: Oh, well, it's
1: Camping World now.
5: <laughs> if you keep if you kept it. Uh, if you kept it, uh, if all your layers, you could be probably re-put it back on a new one if you want. If you had a layers file,
2: yeah, I still got the layer file. Am I behind? I thought Camping World was the old. Yeah, Camping well, World. Gander's yeah, a new Gander, one. Now,
5: yeah, Gander's the new one. But I thought that Camping World came back. Well, no, they re. Camp- Gander is Camping World. They just it's a, yeah. under a new name.
4: One thing in these updates that we talked about last week that doesn't look like they have a. Um, addressed is um all the complaints people had last week about the sensitivity over the yellow flags um doesn't look like they've made any announcement anyway to an adjustment on that
5: did anybody have any more problems after thursday with the cautions like was it really that crazy uh of a big problem for the
0: whole week of daytona yeah i think we saw it sunday night. yeah
4: yeah sunday i raced sunday two times and uh saw some incidents that should have brought
5: out flags that didn't
0: well the week's over brian so we'll we'll forget and now we're
5: good don't worry you're not going to get any cautions this week
0: (laughs) we don't need to worry about it until what july or whenever it is well you're going to have talladega
5: and a couple maybe talladega's moved changed a bit we'll we'll know more next week at homestead where if if we'll get some cautions too right
2: well, it was pretty unsensitive at the Daytona in the 87 car as well. We had a couple of big pileups and no <laughs> caution, no caution. Yeah,
5: you're right, we did.
2: Uh, no response in the forums, so uh, we'll just keep chirping. Uh, eventually, they'll, they'll have to notice it.
4: Is that something that, that they would even announce? Because if they did desensitize it, I don't remember seeing that in any, in any of the updates leading up to the uh, Daytona or anything.
2: I don't recall but it's clearly different and it's, it's bad. It's, you know, it probably was too far the other way, but the swing was too big. Just like in, in a balance of power, I think I said the same thing last time, uh, they swung, they swung too far the other way. And it's, uh, you just don't feel safe. You can't stop now because you don't think the yellow going to come out. So now you're, you're basically forced to arc a break.
1: I wrecked in the Xfinity race coming to the white flag because I saw someone spin in the caution had been coming out, like you said. And then I, if I had, if I'd lifted, I would have missed the wreck, but we're coming to the white flag and it's like, well, this is my chance to win. So I didn't lift and I plowed into a car, stopped on the bottom.
2: So our next item is basically already been covered, except there's a post that we've linked to with Alex Gustafson explaining basically what we just told you so we don't need to read it again but there's there's a post if you want to hit it up and that brings us to uh daytona changes the track again
4: yeah that's right um well uh bob who who is the um uh, nascar reporter he tweeted that uh that he's expecting nascar to do something about the dirt situation on the road course um, and, uh, Danny, Denny Hamlin, uh, actually responded and with some pics saying, I hope this, uh, helps you with your investigation. And he actually took pictures from Daytona with the track workers. Um, <laughs> they were digging up the, um they were digging up uh, part of the uh, dirt that's around some of these chicanes and and adding an extra layer of of concrete to expand that section. Um, so these pictures look like it's probably a good three feet of uh, concrete added to the uh, to the track width for those uh for those chicanes it looks like so um I guess they were worried about all the dirt that was being uh dumped onto the track surface by people cutting that chicane a little bit too much and uh and ripping up the dirt and and sending it onto the track causing problems with the track so uh so they have they are working on this uh, as we speak and it should be ready for this weekend's race but um i doubt if it will be ready for nasc or i racing anytime real soon
2: i wonder if this is going to stay in even Back when the sports cars come there again, because uh, that completely will change the character of that chicane and the way you can take it.
0: I was thinking, will that make them be even more aggressive in in cutting it? Because no. the dirt's not there and now; it's smooth.
2: No, they're putting in they're putting in turtles there, just like the back the front stretch chicane.
0: Oh, so on top of that concrete, you're saying there'll be turtles? Yeah, the reason they've put the concrete down
5: there, Mike is they needed to bolt the turtles to something too. So what they've done is they've added a strip there that is designed to, to hold the turtles. There probably wasn't anything there that they could, they could, this was the solution to put a turtle somewhere um, is to add that extra concrete to have it sit on. But I, I agree with David. I don't see those turtles being the option because even when I was looking in the forms today, when I was on the racing, they were saying that, um, you know, this wouldn't be the, the the sports cars wouldn't the, the front of their cars wouldn't uh, they would clip it and it would, could do some damage and stuff
2: well even the cup cars you hit the turtles on the front stretch and it can kill your engine well
5: yeah and i don't and, and i racing could add this real quickly it's not a huge thing it's no different than what they did with the the turtles when they created uh the last two turns but um I We've already run half getting, of the NIS. It again. Yeah, yeah,
2: we already run half the NIS races.
5: I just don't see us getting it because it would take that. If I don't know, like from what we get in this picture, it seems to me they're only changing the exit. It doesn't seem like they're adding it through the whole thing.
2: But that's the one that you can really play with on on getting a really fast exit in the sports car.
5: Well, and I think the infield bus stop on on iRacing is incorrect anyways with the runoff patches that they have it's 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 old stuff that they've changed that bust up many times so i you know it'd be interesting to see if they've, they'll redesign it at some point
0: here on iRacing so how does iRacing do their workflow on this they're like uh you know does somebody have a notebook and they write down oh boy we they changed the the chicane and we got to redo it and uh you know, do they have to scan it? Can they just fudge it? You know.
2: Well, they have the dimensions and scans of the of the turtles. So they can literally just drag and drop it if they know the measurements, which iRacing or which Daytona can just send them, because that's what they did with Charlotte. They didn't actually have to rescan it. They just got told, here's where we're putting them. In fact, I think they actually were used to test where they put them first. Right.
5: Yeah, it's just coordinates, right? They just have – this is – the Area that these turtles take up, and
0: that's the coordinates where you got to put it down, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And it's a uniform uh, shape.
0: So that was earlier in the week, and then today they said they're going to change the other chicane with the front stretch. Isn't that what I understand, Brian, or am I missing something?
2: No, this is just the change to the back stretch chicane. Oh, it's the, the, back the old bus stop. Okay.
4: I think you're right because then they already had the turtles in the front stretch chicane, right?
2: Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't mess with those turtles or it it'll either destroy your car or or get your car so upset that you have to wait so long to get it settled before you can get on the throttle. So those you don't those you don't touch.
5: Do you think like obviously we saw the clash um and they were pretty pretty hard on the brakes uh in the nighttime there. They're tired they were they had some really glowing rotors front and back. Um do you think down the road they take those other turtles out if they run this track more often when they go to the bigger brakes and the bigger rims on the next cup cars and they just could run it like the sports cars do, or do they, or is it just going to call this one the NASCAR style?
2: It's tough to guess because it's, they've already done it. So I don't know if they'd want to give that up. And, uh, the NASCARs do still have a, a lot more horsepower and are a lot, more he- a lot heavier than the sports cars.
5: Well, and I just think that this new low downforce, force package, too, is going to eat up the brakes even more this year because that's what was causing them issues in the clash. Who's going to participate in the Road to Pro, Adam?
1: Not me because I'm busy, but uh, Tyler Hudson announced in the forums that the Road to Pro qualifying series is now active and live, so... Get in there and get your practice if you're trying to go and make those big bucks.
0: First race is March 4th at Las Vegas. These are Thursday night races every two weeks, 9 p.m., I believe. And they're going to take the top 70 from round one and move them into round two where they'll compete to move to the uh, Road to Pro Contender Series. And uh, we were talking about this in the chat you know, trying to drum up interest, you know, I would say, you know, this series is open to everybody, okay? Even if you're not really going to be a pro and you're not really going to go to Coke, you can still run this series. And in previous seasons, I've always encouraged everybody to run it because why not? You know, it's open. Uh, there should be a lot of people in it, which means you'll get split into splits of that have equal to your talent of your i-rating it should be good racing and uh why not it's only once every two weeks i kind of like that format where it's not a race every two hours if you just screw up you just get back in another one you got to perform and if you don't you know you're going to take a hit it's not a long season either too before they determine the top uh 70 in points it's uh looks like what seven races here
2: eight eight
0: races
1: yeah, I've attempted it the last couple of years, but my, my plate's a little full this year.
2: On wow. a side note while we're talking about the trucks, um, Adam just sent us in the Messenger, and then I checked on the NASCAR app. It does say Camping World again.
0: Hmm. So so, I wonder if the release notes are referencing some, the old one. I don't know.
2: That'll be interesting. Um, it ran the Road to Pro on Thursday nights, it uh, makes it a little harder for me to run it. And uh, I also just, even though I'm running a few leagues now, I enjoy the pickup racing, even in that you get in NIS a little bit more.
1: It's a lot less pressure just running NIS.
2: How many people
0: are going to show up for this? That's kind of what I was thinking is, and how many people are going to be diligent about, you know, running it, you know, every two weeks and getting all eight starts you know, it might be a little bit easier to break into the top 70 than you think. I think even though
5: they're going to have it this way, Mike, I think it's still going to end up the same. You're going to still have the same contenders. You're probably going to lose out on some contenders that could be in it because you're going to get, like you said, some of those sneaky people that get in and uh, just because of luck and stuff like that. Because in eight, in eight races, bad luck can happen to anybody
0: right so you know if you're just consistent you might be able to sneak in that's kind of what i was saying in the chat if you're above 3000 I rating and you run all eight of these races
2: I, I don't i wouldn't count you out and the top 70 doesn't get you out of road to pro it just gets you to the second level of road to right. pro. right
5: right And you got to be in the top 20 right to get into the road or to into the pro series that's
2: right yeah formerly known as pro Yep, and, and then you're, they're
4: going to be adding the, the uh, non-qualifiers from the Coke Series to 21st on to that
0: series, correct? Right. Well, there's Talladega and Martinsville as two of the eight races, so yeah, anything can happen, but yeah, why not? I mean, if you're not doing anything on a Thursday night, do it, do it, do it. You know, David and I were kind of involved in a league here that were run Thursday night, so that kind of is a conflict. So I don't know what i personally going to do. My eye rating is pretty darn low. So I don't think I'm a factor, but other others on the team might be. What time is it? Is it at nine o'clock?
5: Like it would be after our show? Yeah, I think so. So it, it competes at the NIS fixed time. Yeah, it's NIS fixed on Thursday nights, isn't it? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For me personally, I just don't want to burn time and resources on that, knowing that I'm not making pro. I don't. I just don't have the talent or dedication
5: kind of lost our uh, our hookup setup wise that was going to be focused on this too um a little bit ago too so that doesn't help
1: i'm trying to hook us up weekly with an is
2: <laughs> but it, either of those either of those hookups you still if you want to hit that level you have to be testing like crazy and finding every little tenth oh yeah and, and i don't think i mean i race a lot but i don't test a lot i get it to where it's comfortable and then i race and, and then i go do something else because that's that i have more fun that way
0: hobby the other thing is is uh, the big teams that really have a uh you know people running road to pro you know even though they have people in the coke series and whatnot uh they got a they got a farming system set up, you know, where they're bringing drivers up, you know, and, and there's people like we talked about, uh, Rujah Karoth, is that his name? Uh, he's been running Road to Pro for Space Station.
2: Raja Karuth. Raja
0: Karuth, that's right. But yeah, like he's running Road to Pro for one of these big teams. And, uh, but they're going to have a lot of people like that where they have, uh, you know, a lot of resources, really good setups. And those guys are going to be hard to beat.
2: So, Mike, you are our official Brent or Brett of, uh, of the podcast, right? Can you say De Benedetto?
0: De Benedetto, De Nabidorito.
2: Yeah, they, on, on one of the other podcasts we listen to, they always would make fun of the one guy who couldn't say his name right.
5: <laughs> yeah, but Mike shows up.
2: Yeah, I'm not afraid of a <laughs> <trying. laughs> yeah. That's true.
3: He's, re- he's semi retired, though, so. Well, we have another starting guide for iRacing and this one's done from overtake. Just given a you know, a beginner's actually it'd probably be even a pre beginner. This this one here is kind of directed to the person, you know, on the outside looking in, wondering if they wanna, you know, jump in or uh, see what it's all about.
5: Yeah. Researching it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's a rather short article, um, but it does a pretty good job of summing up what you can expect, um, you know, just jumping in, uh, what you're kind of looking at equipment-wise. Um, they give a couple of video offerings, uh, some of the, you know, the starter starter wheels uh, that a typical iRacer would use, as well as, you know, the, uh, the higher-end stuff, um, they... they go through they just kind of skim over everything and it's good it's it it gives you enough to be like what does this 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 is kind of interesting um they i mean a little overview of some different type of racing that you can see and you know a little bit on the license system and uh, i thought they did a you know a fairly good job at this there's one paragraph that really stood out to me though, and it's right near the end, uh, about the third from last our, our, uh, paragraph. And I'm just gonna read it because it's—I thought it was really good. It says more than anything, iRacing is a learning experience. Some say that sim racing has problems with accessibility for newcomers, and there's certainly truth to that. iRacing is not built for casual racing game fun. It is a time-intensive hobby. And if you're used to games like GT Sport or F1 2020, you will need to adapt in a lot of situations. And that is just absolutely so true. And it's a paragraph that should actually, you know, kind of start at the of these should be at the start of most of these articles to say, hey, like this is a uh, just this is just something totally different than what most people on the outside looking in are.
0: Are, are used to. It's not grab a controller and sit up on the couch. Yeah.
5: I look at it as kind of going through this is nice to have this now. Like, Mike, I don't know. I mean, me and you, I guess, and Brian, and I guess Dave, we were probably all over 10 years, right? Have been on iRacing. So when I first got introduced to iRacing, it was an article in a PC gaming magazine. So I, I learned from iRacing by just advertising and seeing it. Like I didn't get a chance to have someone say what was all involved in it. But looking through this, like there's so much more value to what you get now. I mean, obviously there's a lot more content that you have to purchase nowadays. And when we started, like you could build up the content as it came in, but, um, to have ai that's a bonus when you buy when you're trying to get into something like this because we never used to have that you had to wait for races if you wanted to race um and and the options of hardware has gotten a lot better um so having this to to, to go through is a lot easier for a lot of these people that might that see it on tv and see that it's you know they're in the sim you know, thing. you don't have to just get, you don't have to get all that. You could just get the wheel and stuff like that or whatever to try and do it. But then, um, like Tony was saying, it's not for everybody. It is, it is expensive and it's more expensive now because there's so much and everyone's coming in 10 years
0: later. Right. It's a great article that really explains what you might be getting into. It kind of gives you a taste of it. Um, it gives you just a snippet of a little bit of everything. Um, when I started, I I researched, I do research like crazy. There was nothing like this. There was nothing like this. I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, I knew it was complex um, and that was about it. And I just bit and ran, but I would have loved to have an article like this when I first started.
2: Yeah, when I started, it was it went completely foreign because I had been active in Factor for a couple of years. Uh, but there was it was still a a whole different world even than our factor. The handling was was drastically different back then.
0: Okay, next is using the sim to pre- present paints. Uh, Petty's Garage tweeted out a new paint scheme for Eric Jones, number forty-three, for this week's Daytona Roadway Road race. What was unusual is they used the iRacing's paint system and car for the photos. It's probably actually more usual now than unusual. But the car's not wrapped yet. They want to present it, you know, to get it out on social media. What do you do? Well, you get it on iRacing and take some screenshots.
5: And it's so quick and easy to do that, too, without it, like, what's the cost? They already have the programs and all that stuff. There's the cost is just doing it up, right? Time.
0: Just a little bit of time for whoever's painting it and doing the screenshot, you know, pretty simple.
4: It's really cool that they're doing that, that they're using the iRacing cars, to, uh, you know, to pre, pre-introduce their cars that are coming up in the races that they haven't been able to share yet.
0: Okay, next housekeeping notes, Aftermath Podcast. Make sure to you subscribe to that. Uh, and the last episode, Tony went into detail about his Daytona 500 win, and uh, those guys have a lot of fun over there. Uh, Gary... Um, famous rock musician. Uh, What an interview he was. So that was a a pleasure. I don't forget our website, iRacersLounge.com, where you can visually see everything we're talking about. It works on cell phones really good. So check it out. Um, We may be open to recruiting here at FOSI Racing and iRacers Lounge with the right fit. If you race NIS and you want to be part of this podcast on air, Weekly hit me up and we'll see if it works out.
2: I'll take a couple of sports car buddies too. That's right.
0: And then <laughs> you've heard about us talk about the Midwest Simulation Spotlights. Uh, we love them here at iRacers Lounge. Uh, we are now an affiliate. Uh, when you go to buy your new Spotlights Pro, uh, use the coupon code iRacers Lounge for 10% off at midwest simulation oh
3: sorry i gotta cut everybody off here but we got ours in and we got the spot spotter lights pro so that's got the uh the two spotter lights and then it's it's almost a full pit buddy um so you get to see your tires your uh if you're when you're low on fuel which you get to actually set to you know how low it goes before it, it comes on and then uh you know your fast repair if you got that turned on or off um looks great on a monitor i've tried it uh you know to test it out get it all running up but uh at least will be trying it out for the first time saturday night in the ladies of i racing race
0: very cool the fast repair thing is going to save save her at some point you know i'll make sure you uncheck that before you pit
2: you should actually have it set you can go in your INI file and set it to be automatically off. And then you bind a couple of keys to turn it on or off when you need to. That, That's that a came, good
5: idea. That came, in, that came in handy the other day with the 87 car, right, dude?
2: Well, it's come in handy in every Majors race because the Majors does have a, one, a fast repair. But you don't, you don't want to use it when you have just a little ding. You want to use it when you're really banged up. But you also don't want to get caught with it off. And then be stuck. You can't flip it on after you've already started a 30-minute engine repair. Podcast Fantasy League. In a casual setting. Next, Bobby
0: Jonas is leading in fantasy.
3: Boy, oh boy, try to set a lineup to that race, huh? Uh, I was
0: out. I was out for 15
4: laps.
3: I was destroyed my whole time. I, <laughs> <laughs> my whole roster Brian, was gone. <laughs> Ryan, me and you both, bud. Oh, yeah, yeah, that first, you know, that first rack took out three of my guys just, just like that. Uh, it's, it's a different format this year, too.
5: You don't have to pick stages. You're picking the manufacturers and stuff. I noticed that when I first went in.
3: Yeah, so that, that's a bit new, and I'm not sure if I like it or, or what. I don't, I can't comment on that one as of yet. It'll take a couple of races, just kind of get used to it. You know, change is scary. Um, but they also have uh, team Pick the team that's going to win. So there's an ex, you know, some extra points that we didn't have last year. I think those are, that's the one that um, is a an addition rather than just a change. But we'll see how that part goes.
1: Um, nope. going into turn three, I had uh, I had Brad Keselowski and Team Penske and Ford pick to win the race, and uh, I about had it. <laughs> and my co- two of my cars ended up in the wall, going flying through the air.
5: Um, yeah, your your picks went up in flames, literally. Oh yeah, it yeah was a I had, fireball!
4: I had uh, my only driver left after that first wreck was Joey Logano. In my, he was in the uh, in the garage, and I couldn't switch him over because I was in the middle of the uh, Daytona 500 race, so I couldn't even put him in the race. Uh, so I got totally totally balled on that one.
5: Well, and that race went into the next day. Like it was went past midnight too, so it was kind of it was a late night.
3: Well, here's something that i I ran into um that I thought was worth talking about. So right after that first uh, big wreck cleaned everybody out, you know, I'm three of my guys, three to my five picks are are toast, right? So I had Denny Hamlin in my garage, and my big thing, you know, and I had hours to think about this, just like everybody else did, but do I play Denny Hamlin or do I take the hit, save the play for later on? right? so i I waited until there's like, you know, two laps left of stage two, and I decided to put him in. And now I'm really glad that I did because Denny Hamlin, you know, he didn't win, but he still netted me 50 points, which is, which brought me up. And, um, I, I was, before I switched him, I was like almost dead last. And that brought me right back up into the top 10. So that's like three guys. That's it. I don't think I got, um, any state any any extra points that race. It was just the three guys um that I had. That's it. So did Bobby really pick
0: Michael McDowell?
1: He had to have because none of my guys were
5: no he race. had he had Chase I think was his closest driver to it.
3: I had Michael McDowell.
5: Yeah that was I remember you came across I was like who picked McDowell? But obviously McDowell's always been in in those races like You know, Chase Elliott's, like, if you look this week, Chase Elliott's starting on the pole. McDowell's going to be up in the the starting there. Like, what's the chances he might stay up? You know, he'll get a better finish this week, too, because he gets a good qualifying position that he normally wouldn't have at the road course. And he's a good road course racer, so maybe he can continue a hot streak and get a good top 5'10", and he can stay in that top 20 to, you know, be in the championship, because that's what he's got to fight for now.
3: I picked McDowell because, you know, he is a solid plate racer, and he's usually, you know, he's flirting top ten uh, most most of these uh, plate races. So, you know, I would never expect him to win. I would never pick him to win, uh, for obvious reasons. But you know, uh, a good point stay on that guy uh, for sure. Yeah. So this uh, <clears throat> this road course coming up. Um, we got a little bit of history, right? Like they, it, it's a little bit, it's something. So, uh, you know, who, who are you going to throw in? Like, you know, chase is an obvious favorite. Um, but you know, who's, who's your other guys that you're, you're gonna, you know, fill out the rest of your roster with, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, dirt guys generally do pretty good at road races. So, you know, that's going to be kind of putting my focus on those guys and, um, Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting one.
5: Whatever happened in the clash, you might really want to go with what was going on in that clash race. The, the way that those guys, any of those guys that got to participate in the clash, got a leg up on the rest of the field.
3: Yeah, and that's you know, take a look at those guys. Exactly. That's 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 our history. That's what we, that's what we know. You know, like when we get a little further into the season and, um, uh, what's it called, Coda. Yeah, so oh, we're gonna Americans. have fun there. <laughs> that's you know, and that that's just a whole new beast, right? Same with Bristol dirt. Um, you know, <laughs> this it's gonna be like you know fantasy nightmare trying to you know pick those uh, pick guys for those races because we just don't have no history to go off of there. So uh, Bristol at dirt, I think, is gonna be extremely tough. Um, but it's gonna it's oh man, just make for a really really interesting season.
5: I'm not sure how, you know, having these couple of Daytona races that we've raced already this week with the low downforce, I'm not really sure how the cup car is going to get along at Coda with that low downforce and that little wing going through the S's that need some downforce at Coda. Like, they're quick back and forth. I don't – like, they're going to have to take those really slow to have any mechanical grip through there. But that's down the road. Literally. So-
2: I haven't even bought that track. <laughs> it's my least favorite track in the entire service. It's a purposely built W what
5: is it, W E C or whatever and F1 track. It's not it's not much for anything else.
0: It can't be worse than Orin Park.
2: Yeah. Just wait till you try it. You know what even makes it worse that
5: you know Bobby's in first place? Bobby sat there at Daytona the whole all of sunday with those picks and got to enjoy the race too
0: yeah he works at the track let's so see everybody knows
1: about the two main boys up in second and third though
0: representing huh
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah adam you're right there knocking on the door i'm in 27 so i gotta dig out of the hole
3: i'm in 19th i'm exactly where i was last year yeah, but you started nineteenth, like you came in like super late in the season. Like the regular season was almost finished when you when you yeah. started putting well, in I stuff did. there. <laughs> it was uh it was a fight back part of the season. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what we'll see how the rest of the the season goes now that you're gonna get a full full run in this year. I just can't wait for Mike to
5: keep going over text, going, I forgot to change my guys out of the garage.
0: <laughs> I've already changed them for this week, so I'm ahead of you. <laughs> ah, 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 ah,
2: ah! Will this computer run iRacing?
0: Not now. Xbox controller anchored to pedals. David Hall, what do we got?
2: Usually when we talk about Xbox controllers in iRacing, it's typically used as an insult. Right. Right? It's like, what are you driving with? Uh In this case, it's actually pretty clever. The post is actually mostly talking about realistic sounds versus tweaking the sounds to get more feedback. This guy has a set of sounds that, a set of volumes, but we're not going to dive deep into that. He actually is using the Xbox controller as a butt kicker of sorts, except he's putting it on the pedals.
0: So the Xbox rumbles, right? The controller, and Mm -hmm. so you tie it down to the pedal, and then you can feel that rumble. that's the idea
2: yeah so if you're if you don't already have that built into your pedals or you want to even just put it somewhere else, you could like rope it to your ankle if you wanted to. so how do
0: you do it? You open your I'm app trying. i and I yeah app i and I in the my documents under iRacing. and you find allow Xbox one on Windows Ten and you change it from a zero to a one and you save it and then. You're good to go. It's a pretty ingenious little trick. Is it just me, or
5: is it just crazy what anybody will do to try something out? Like it's just all these things that get people find uh, tricks just to get a feel. It, it, it's it's quite. You know, I would never think to use the the rumble on an Xbox controller
0: for that reason. Well, what's genius is David Tucker, the the developer at iRacing thought about it ahead of time and programmed it into the app and I app and I so it could be turned on you know uh probably before anybody even asked for it
2: well there are people who actually race with a controller and that gives them a a, a, t- a haptic feedback when they're racing
0: so that's a switch so if you're using a your controller to drive you could turn your force feedback on or off
2: you can you can send the the tire slip and sh- uh, basically telemetry to the controller, and any t- anytime, time the tires are slipping, it'll it, it it'll shake the pedal. I notice that when I'm driving the A car, and if if the front tire is sliding, not only do I hear it screeching, but I, I, my my gas pedal will actually shake.
0: Pretty cool. Okay, next is a iRacing account for sale. Well, um, apparently that happened. Uh, I have alerts set up on. That new forum for the uh, buy and sell forum, just so I can see what people are putting up, and I get an email when that happens. And one of the uh, topics that came in from that for, from that first sale forum, it said "one year iRacing account with lots of cars and tracks, cheap." And by the time I clicked on the link to look at it, it had the, the the forum post had been removed by iRacing, obviously. Um, and so, why do I want to talk about this? I just want to point out to everybody that you can't sell your iRacing account, okay? You're basically leasing this uh, content and software from iRacing for a, a fee, either monthly or yearly. Once you stop paying that fee, you own nothing. You have nothing of value to sell. And I don't know how much how clear that can be, but uh, people who think they can sell this is kind of ridiculous.
3: Yeah, been seeing be- a lot Go ahead, Tony. Sorry, Greg. We've been seeing uh, quite a few of these pop up over, you know, the last few weeks to a month, maybe a little maybe a little longer. Um kind of feeling like uh, the a lot of the big rush from pandemic, some of that shine is you know starting to come off and uh you know, people are going, Oh, what do we do now? But uh yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's right in the stuff that you sign when you uh or you click you agree to when you when you first sign up yeah for those people looking, and don't buy this stuff it's it's worthless and it'll probably cost you more in the long run well and i'm pretty sure this probably this
5: whole counts now a ban or banned anyways because of this knowing that it's for sale so if anybody you know they don't know who's uh who's running the account anymore but the other thing is is what you're going at there tony um we we're seeing more, the the shine of the actual um, pandemic stuff where everybody came flushing in for the three months or six months or whatever could be wearing off because back then, we were seeing a lot of updates all the time. There was stuff going on, there was stuff being shown on TV and there was just all this stuff was being thrown at us. And now it's kind of trickled back to where it used to be, where we get the updates every 12 weeks. And and there's the odd patch here or there. It's it's not um, as crazy it once was, and sometimes that can throw people off, and, and and they might not be interested as what they were once once were, or the fact that um, it people people purchase this thinking it is you know something they own the, the buy and sell culture. You know, a lot of people buy video games and then sell them the hard copies because they can, right? But this isn't a hard copy.
0: Yeah, consider it a download. <laughs> you know, you can't resell it, uh, which is another pet peeve of mine. When people, oh, I can't pay my rent, so I'm going to sell my wheel or my pedals or my, I'm going to sell my cockpit or my computer, and they just treat it like a a common commodity. I don't think sim equipment should be treated like a common commodity. I mean, this is your hobby, man. Find a way to pay your bills without selling your stuff. Well, those will be the same people that'll sell the sell the um the rim
5: or their their thing to pay their bills but they'll still go out and buy the $20 pack of smokes or the you know two two four of beer uh every week or whatever to instead of cutting back on certain things when you need to do that kind of thing okay this next one
0: is dedication how about a rig review tony
3: (laughs) dedication that's yeah that's you know what? I, I, dedication he, he or say, defecation? That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, There's you know. Yeah, we we know a fella that this could have come in handy a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, somebody's figured it out. They, they got their rig set up in their bathroom, and their toilet seat is their sim seat. And... You know, I probably would have opted for one of those, uh, you know, the padded toilet seats that you you would see like at your grandparents' house. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's what it is it's a little desk set up there. Yeah, he's got a triple screen set up. Um, looks like a, it's a Thrustmaster wheelbase and shifter and a toilet. The toilet. It's
1: making my legs go numb just looking at that.
5: I was—I was gonna say—I think uh, MythBusters said that it's not a good thing to sit on it for long periods of time. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this is a great idea. Uh, I do like that Tony, you've taken shots on both shows now at someone who's not going to listen
0: to either one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if that wheel's for sale, I'm not
0: buying it. Oh, what I you know it'd be one thing if it was just a single monitor set up I mean that's still a story but man it's triples in the bathroom triples I mean
5: (laughs) I'm just laughing at this because I just saw a video about when you're flushing the toilet when you have the seat down or the seat up and it's like I hope he flushes with the seat down
1: that's gross
5: not even a Lysol wipe or anything in the room
2: Ugh. I wonder whenever he gets wrecked, at, wrecked out if he says, well, that was crappy.
0: Shitty race. Okay, how about another killer rig review, Brian?
4: Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, move over, Crux. We got some chains. Uh, this guy uh, has an office chair with the wheels on it, um, as they typically do. And he has the same problem that a lot of people do racing with office chairs. You know, you you're, you're pe- you press the pedals and your, your chair... Uh, slides backwards. Well, what he did was he rigged up a, a chain to go from each corner of his uh, pedals. He's got some nice uh, inverted pedals there, and uh, wraps around the post of his chair. So I guess that keeps him from sliding backwards when he's uh, you know on the on the brake too hard or whatever. Um, so yeah, it looks like one of those nylon plastic chains uh, connected to each corner of his uh, inverted pedals. My my only concern would be that. You know, could the pedals still rotate you know if you you know if you're pressing on the right side would it, the pedals rotate to the right or to the left if you're hitting the uh, clutch too hard or something like that but
5: we, we we know where he spends his money on though which which part he really is concerned about <laughs> yes. is the brakes gas and brake pedals
3: okay, so let's not be too quick to to you know toss out or move aside the crocs um the ingenuity here is great. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta work within your limits sometime. And yeah, I mean, he he obviously blew his budget on his on his pedals because those are gorgeous. Um, but with the with the setup here, your chair will still it's it can still move, and that's gonna that, that can potentially mess with you. You know, a pair of Crocs locked into you know under a couple of those wheels. That chair does not move at all, so there's still a little bit of wiggle room here, but what's coming up next, I think might might solve the crock issue
1: hey, I think he's got a better motion system than I do though um so t- 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 this guy has an eighty twenty but it's like a half eighty twenty rig and it's connected to an office chair.
5: Wow kind of reminds me of those uh those those starter ones that they that, you know you're like supposed to have in your like living room and you can put on your couch kind of the way it's like a it's a quick start like stow away thing but it's obviously this one doesn't look like you can put it away but it's minimal amount of stuff needed for uh, making it right now.
1: yeah it doesn't look very stable though
2: and that is it's got the the shafts for the for the wheel stand coming up through the middle which makes uh which really limits your choices on which fit you use? For How are you pedal?
1: gonna push the brake? You gonna know, like bend your leg around the pole? Hey,
5: hey, hey. I race on a play seat that has the shaft in the middle. And I have no problem. I just all I did was with the fanatic pedals as I moved the the brake over a bit. Good point. Because I'm a right I'm a both foot driver anyways. so I don't know
0: if there's anybody on our team that
5: isn't, but
1: I used to drive with one foot.
5: I broke
0: the habit. This one just doesn't compute for me. I mean, uh, it's really nice in the fact that it's eighty twenty, you know, and and it, it's premium materials and stuff. But then the design is like you know cheap as crap. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just like a plate. It's like a cheap play seat made out of eighty twenty, but then it's got this thing that'll hook around the shaft of your office chair, you know, so it doesn't so your chair doesn't move.
2: Well. well it just—it just looks like it could tip over, really. Well, easy. the
5: direct drive won't fit on there. You, the the furthest you could go would be one of Fanatics, Force Feedbacks, or the Logitech's. I wouldn't put a direct drive on that at all. Th-
3: this is designed for a certain market, and you know, like I totally get it. Um, now, this is looks like just like a, a CAD mockup, but yes, it's—you're not going to put a direct drive. You're not going to put. You know a real high-end wheel on this it's not designed for that it is designed for the um for the smaller wheels but there's lots of people that just don't have the room uh you know to have a full full out rig um you know maybe they can't even you know do something in their living room they're, they're stuck in a certain room and this will fit that um and it looks almost like they have like a quick release system uh built to you know quickly pop off your office chair so you can go from you know sim racing to 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 your workspace and i like it i think it's a really nice little option obviously depending on the price point i didn't look into that i don't want to look into that i don't want it's to be just spoiled
5: pl- it's just the plan so you get for 15 dollars canadian they give you the cad drawing and what you need to do to to get to do for
3: it oh oh okay okay but i mean yeah this this option will be really good for there there is a lot of people that have this limitation so more options uh you know that are sound and this this does seem to be quite sound there might be uh you know some additions you could do to make it uh seem a little bit more stable but i think this one would work out okay it looks it looks all right
0: now this next one though is kind of along the same veins Tony but I think this one's a little bit better design.
3: Yeah, yeah, so you know with the last one and this one here it would totally negate the use for Crocs which you know it it does upset me but hey, we're all allowed to grow up. This one is another 8020 uh setup but it is just strictly for the pedals and it uh this one that we're looking at right now is, uh, you know, it's an elevated uh, stand for your pedals that has the, uh, you know, the angle options to, 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 move them up and down to, you know, to what's comfortable for you. And then uh, to the back of that, it has uh, like a, a piece, uh, a channel piece attached by, by two rods where your, uh, you know, two of your uh, desk chair wheels would, would sit in and, Uh, stop you from you know moving back and forth and this one here like I love the design I hate the price I I, the the price really sucks (laughs) and I don't know if it's actually would actually be worth it but uh, there again uh, you know for those people that just have no other choice this is kind of what they what they they got to play with Um, it's a clean looking thing it looks it looks nice and neat and it uh, looks well made, so maybe it is worth it. I don't
2: know. That price is a lot cheaper than than a full rig, by far. Um, and this would have been really handy when I didn't have when I didn't have my rig yet, because not only would it hold the chair in place and keep the pedals steady, and my wheel was actually mounted to my desk, so I didn't have to worry about that at that time. But it also the elevated part is also very nice because it gets you closer to the GT position. When-
5: would you be concerned looking at the way that that the wheels sit in those that tray there? Um, being plastic wheels on most chairs of breaking them.
3: No, no, they're the the wheels on those things are, are are pretty darn tough, and there's nothing to really, uh, you know, break. I guess if you're you know overly concerned, you could kind of you know fill the gap in between the wheels, you know, put some foam in there or something just to kind of so they they. Can't move around, but I wouldn't be concerned about that.
0: Yeah, this one is the better because it, with the, the one with the chain, you still could slide to the left or right. This one, you can't go left or right, can't go forward back, so I think it wins out. Next up, our last hardware story, uh, Max Pappas Innovation shows off its new sim racing seats in their revamped sim racing series of products coming out soon no price but man what a beauty it looks like their wheel with the black and orange
5: that looks really comfortable compared to what i'm sitting in i would definitely purchase these as my next
0: receipt if i was going to make my own whole setup here i would too just because the look is just striking i just love the look of it and if you got a matching wheel to go with it boy that would be sharp I I know Mac like the MPIs are the orange
5: color. I, I wish they. I wonder if they'll ever come up in different like color patterns or something like that. The orange looks good, but like maybe a blue or a red or something like that, or an all black.
0: Well, I've never seen him carry different colors, um, but that would be interesting, like a light blue to match your frozen cactus, right?
1: Or Pretty yellow much. to match my eighty-three media. So these uh these seats are
4: have. have haven't been officially released yet they're coming soon so we don't have any prices on it yet so um, what's your guess yes. what's your guess
0: 400 500
4: 650 7 700
0: wow
5: i would say it's probably
0: between five and seven like you guys are saying and it looks like a racing seat but it looks wider for more comfort it's got the head wrap around thing but not too much, not like a proper racing seat, but it's got enough to make it feel like a racing seat. And it also has the shoulder kind of wrap around too, but not a lot. Uh, you can see it kind of bows out where your shoulders are. None of you
5: guys that are in VR have seat that has these kind of corners on them, do you? I, I'd just be worried of VR with it. Turn your head and you'd slap but it. I guess if we over. got mi- if we have microphones on it, it w- our headphones we should be able to it wouldn't be any different in VR.
1: It's wider than my headset, and I can move my headset and mine,
2: yeah, and that that actually is a proper racing seat that'll that can go in a race car.
5: so this will be good for uh, Brian in his uh, seat when it's throwing him around, he won't get a concussion or anything like that.
0: Results, let's talk. NIS, Daytona 500, and wrap that uh, up Uh, Friday open. I ran, did not finish. My shifters stopped working during a green flag stop. Uh, This is the second or third time this has happened to me now. I ended up losing the draft when I panicked and jumped out of the car and remapped the shifters to the keyboard, Um, when the fix really was to turn the wheel off and turn it right back on. so i screwed that up and lost some time was a lap down um in the front pack when they all wrecked including me so i was a lap down racing in the front pack they wrecked and i was just caught up in it so yeah my it was the story of my week uh david p11 yeah
2: the car got broke early uh just another car that got on the apron and took a couple of us out but I stuck through it and there was a lot of carnage at the end. I managed to stay on the lap the whole time and brought it home 11th. Ended up being my best finish at at the track that week.
0: Tony Rochette, P4. White flag and was about to pass the leader on the outside and some asshat on the inside clipped me on the corner wrecking me. Make me want to punch a baby seal. Title idea. (laughs) <laughs> a bunch of baby seals. Oh, Tony and his baby seals.
3: That poor guy. He was, <laughs> yeah. That, that 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 race really set him off.
0: And then Greg, you got wrecked out. Yeah, I was
5: kind of upset about this one because we were playing the like with about 50 laps to go. We were coming up to the last pit stop that we had to do, and a lot of us were saving fuel. We were in a pack on the bottom, or you know, in a straight line on the bottom. I think about 20 maybe less than 20 cars in a row. Nobody was, nobody was trying to fool around. They were just saving fuel. And this guy behind me, I don't know what he was thinking, but he basically pushed me through the cars in front of me. Uh, like I, like we weren't, like we had gone for like 20 laps, saving fuel this way. And all of a sudden he just decided that he was going to push me and push me and push me. And he just kept going. He pushed me down below the yellow line and then kept going and then hooked me into the wall and caused the big one and it just it's frustrating because you get i don't i don't you know i'd rather get all the way to the end and something happen or early in the race you no know, at the 150 mark it sucks
0: well and it's helpless you're i mean there's nothing you can do to prevent that guy from doing that and he just disconnected right away and then left and never saw
5: anything from him and couldn't even couldn't even rebuttal or talk to him because he just left
0: now Sunday open, David. I caught the end of your race uh, on my tw- on your Twitch channel, and man, oh man, you were making some moves, buddy. P seventeen.
2: Yeah, you left a lot. You 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 ended with a bang there, or I, or my engine did. Um, I was almost in position, and I I was a little too generous actually, and did not cut down on the guy and abandoned the guy who had pushed me, uh, got caught and then left and dumped out in the middle, got past the outside inside, guy bounces off the wall, takes me out, P17.
0: But that run, uh, those last few laps, you marched from like 10th up to first, and you were you just took it from them i mean it was this inside outside i'm going to the three wide and and you had all these great moves and then you yeah, that last move you didn't go to the bottom and and then they hung the guy who was pushing you actually hung you out
2: mm-hmm. tough break then tom also he ran that morning uh got a p9 ran top five all race and there was a little bit too much bumping and baking in the final laps he got crashed but still pulled off the top 10 in the 500 so he couldn't complain
0: and then brian almost as well p3
4: yeah so uh i was running in the front pretty much all the race um i led like 38 laps um, but uh i kind of made a there was a yellow that came out with like 40 just over 40 laps to go i was in the lead of the race i didn't pit and everybody behind me did so um which was i was going to be cutting it really close on fuel but everybody else had fueled up so they were going to be good to the end and um, so we got to we got another yellow flag with about 10 laps to go i went in and topped off my fuel i came back out in third place uh behind uh, two guys who didn't have to pit and uh, you know, we just kind of like stayed in line to the end and uh, it was just a three group breakout. So um, I couldn't, I just couldn't get make any moves to get around those two guys in front of me. Um, you know, the la- last ditch move I could make was uh, only get to side by side with the car in second place. So uh, it was a good run though. I had a lot of fun and uh, you know, third place, I'll take that.
0: So you really think if you made a different pick call there, you might have had a better finish?
4: Yep, if I made a better pit call, I, I think I would have won. Because I was, I was a little bit fat. My car was in better shape than those guys. I didn't have any damage. They might have had a little bit that was slowing them up, just a touch. You know, if we were running side by side or something like that, they got out of the draft, and I was in, I was in the lead right before that uh, last, next to last yellow flag when I stayed out, and uh, I thought I had enough fuel to the end, and I don't think I would have made it even with that last caution. <laughs>
0: I don't know who did the set or who was responsible for our set, but I got to tell you, it was spot on. I mean, we didn't have a problem with the set.
4: No, it was good. I used the one that uh, that we raced with Adam the
1: weekend before, so uh, it, it worked really good.
5: Was that the pay-to-win one?
1: Nope, that was an RKM set.
0: Oh, that was the other one? All right, Sunday fixed. I ran, got pole position. All right, at least I got something this week. I led many laps um, in the early run. I was top five, basically just riding. And then lap 117, the top two tangle and take out the field. So first and second place, wreck each other. I'm running like fourth, I think at the time and got just caught up with, you know, I just can't catch a break and got through Daytona 500 week without a win. And I'm kind of bummed about that, but uh, what can you do? Brian, P11.
4: Yeah, so this was a Sunday night fixed. Um, I, again, I was uh, able to stay up in the front of the, of the race the whole way. Um, a lot of cars uh, that were on the lead lap towards the end had some damage. I was pretty much clean. Um, and then Mike jumped on. I had a little bit about about 20 laps to go in the race. Um, we had just had a yellow. Um, we were restarting, and I was in uh, on the outside on the road two, so I was in fourth. And uh, I was able to push up through the through the uh, cars that were in front of me. I got to the lead, uh, you know, we're probably about 18 laps to go now. And, uh, and, and Mike was with me. There was a car that was a lap down, and he was, we were, the pack was like three, two, two and a half wide at this point, running around, trying to jockey for position. I was in the lead, and a lead lap car was uh, way off the pace. Going into turn three and was just right on the bottom, right in the middle of the racing line. I checked up to go around them to get on the apron to go around them. The car's uh, high got caught up and he wrecked probably about four lead lap cars that were still uh, vying for the win. So um, got back out with some damage, wound up P11, two laps down. But the the the, the thing that really made me angry was this car was off off the pace the entire race almost and every time we would go by him he would not he would run middle of the track load you know he would not get out of the racing line every time we came by people were telling him get out of the racing line and uh, he, we were able to get by him because most of the time we were single file earlier in the race but you know when everybody's going for to get the best position they can and it's two and three wide and you got this lap car who's not clearing the track it, it, it was just impossible to get around them. So that really upset me, and I actually wound up protesting that guy. I don't know if... I got I got something back that they that they reviewed it, but I don't know what the outcome of it was. And Mike... Mike, Mike you never saw that It was just ridiculous. Yeah, Mike was with me in my ears. Everything looked really good for me to get a really good finish, and it yeah. just, that guy just ruined the entire race.
0: That worked out so good for Tony when I came on for the last 20 laps. I was trying to give uh brian that same magic uh but but it didn't work out with that dang lap car
1: you could have uh what happened to me my 500. i uh, i had a qualifying issue loading in so i couldn't qualify and i started oh where did i start looking at right here i started i'm looking started 20th right next to elliott sadler and we i wasn't even at a third gear in the trial and someone downshifted instead of going into fourth and i ended up spinning through the infield not even into fourth gear the first lap and i've already got damaged and that made it for a long race ended up p17 three laps down
0: and he only did the one start huh?
1: yeah i only do one start a week i run i run trucks in the Xfinity too so
4: so real quick mike uh, you saw what happened in that race do you think that was something that was protestable
0: i don't know is it, is it, can you protest stupid i mean that's really what it was um in the context of everything else that happened in the race with that same guy, probably. Just that event alone, probably not. You have to look at the context of he's been doing it the entire race, you know. Right, and
4: I did mention that in my protest
5: that he had been told many, many times to please clear the track. You just you hope go. that
0: somebody else did it so that it kind of helps you out there, Brian. All right, let's move on to this week, and we're at the Roval at Daytona. Uh, Wednesday open David P23
2: yeah P23 uh, started off even further back uh, some attrition gave me some positions and was just slow in the top split uh, a lot of these guys can get this stock car around that track better than I can I just cannot translate the speed that I see in the Ferrari compared to the to the speed and yeah Greg's raising his hand but you're not turning 51s okay
5: <laughs> not yet we'll see what happens I have not focused it at all this week. I've been doing what I've been doing some other stuff.
0: So you blew up, right, Greg? Let's talk about that.
5: Yeah, the I don't know what happened in my um, my race because I got loose. I was early. I had driven up into the top ten, and then I got real loose, and the I, I kind of fell back into the twentieth when I got got loose in one of the corners and. And then when I got back with those guys, I was trying to make my way through the field again. And one of the guys just spun sideways in front of me. And going into turn, the first turn, you know, when you're committed to the corner and you're at the speed that you're at, um, I just couldn't turn it. Uh, I couldn't turn it and get away from it. And I kind of clipped into him, into the side of him and started going around. And when you get onto that backstretch and you start revving the motor, I just, I just saw the... Uh, the uh, temperature just skyrocketed, and by the time I got to the other part through the bus stop, and it went way into the red, and then, the, and then she
0: popped. Okay, and I ran, and I almost didn't run, um, until David suggested a gear change late, uh, right before the race, and that really saved my race. Uh, the gear change made it where I wasn't spinning out the car uh, under throttle it seemed like every time I was trying to get it up to speed, I would spin out a lot. And so I couldn't even get around the track without wrecking. But after the gear change, I wasn't wrecking and I was able to get around. So I started 34th, I actually choked my q Uh So I was like dead last, um, but made my way up to 21st by the end. So I'm really happy with that result. And uh, heck with that, I'm probably gonna even try to run Friday.
2: Yeah, that gear change is essentially, basically what I call the safe set, you know, like VRS puts out a safe set sometimes in some of the sports cars, Uh, and I was having the same problem. If I was going down into first gear, I just can't get the power down smoothly, and I'd I'd wiggle. I usually wouldn't spin, but I'd wiggle enough that it really cost me a lot of lap time. Uh, So I cranked, I shortened the gear so much that I could just come out of second gear, out of the horseshoe and everywhere else and got better results. I did notice in today's race that a couple of the guys were, were getting a better exit out of the horseshoe, but I was still running the same times and then they all spun out right in front of me. So call it safe mode, giving up a little bit of pace out of the horseshoe, but it, overall I think it, it made me safer and faster.
0: No question. I would have never finished that race if I hadn't changed the gear. There's no question uh tony rochette man what a run p4 he started fourth stayed out of trouble and clean thinks this is the first ever road race i've ever had with zero x and it was bottom split to boot so well done today you ran david uh p17
2: yep p17 a little bit better result same thing it was a top split and i forgot to check and see if i got more points on that or not Uh, i'll take a look at that in a second bobby ran as well he didn't put in his result um, don't I think we said he
0: 17th, if I remember correctly.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we because we ran the same spot.
0: Okay, moving to leagues, fast track sim racing
2: league. Yeah, you skipped official. What would we do in official? Uh, three wins at Montreal oh. in in the euro, not, not in a open in, in the euro sprint series. I think that's <laughs> the wrong place.
0: Sorry to glance over three wins, but man, that's pretty cool.
1: I didn't put my results in, but um. I've been, like I said, running Class C Open and B, B Open all year. I started fourth and truck open this week and finished fifth. And then I started from the front row and second and the B Open and I finished fifth in that as well. So hopefully you keep doing that.
0: Nice run. All right. Now we'll do league. Uh, Monday was Fast Track Sim Racing League. I ran B and F, uh, but that was not the story. I actually started 17th. I got the lap, the lead by lap eight. I led the most laps, stayed in the top four basically with about 25 to go. I was the first on the outside lane pushed by Josh Campbell, uh, basically got turned going down the back straight. Uh, he was pushing on the right corner of the back bumper and it just hooked me to the right. Um, I was really holding a straight line too. I don't know what I could have done differently, but I've raced with Josh a lot um, in various leagues recently. and. Um, he's got a great team over there, and he's a great driver, and so that's very uncharacteristic of of uh, that happening. Um, I have no problem racing with him or having him push me, but, uh, yeah, we both got wrecked out, so that was a bummer.
2: We ran Eucora as well Thursday night. Uh, the set had a point where it would just snap loose on you if you weren't careful at Miami, and that's what happened to me. I was uh, disappointed with how fast I was that in that run anyway because I like to think I'm better in the ovals than I am at the road in this league. But I still managed to bring it home P13.
0: And I did the same thing. I actually spun the car as well doing the same thing you did. Um, there was a reset though. So luckily I was able to take that. But I still ended up hitting the wall several times and ended up causing a late caution. I was pretty embarrassed. But P15.
2: Brian ran a OBRL Oka. Or Arca. Our pronunciation's pronunciation is on point today.
5: I was going to say, you were making fun of Mike earlier?
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Monday night was the Arca series at the OBRLs. It was at Dover. And uh, I got a P17, which uh, was terrible. I um, actually uh, screwed up on my qualifying lap. I hit the wall on uh, on both laps. So, um, yeah, so I didn't get a qualifying time and I started towards the back. And, uh, you know, so I kind of just had to push a little harder to get towards the front. I was coming off of turn, uh, turn four, I think it was, and uh, I was going underneath a car, and as I was coming up, he was coming down a little bit. We made contact, and that kind of... Sk- kind of messed up the race for me i got some damage took like uh four minutes to repair and uh and put me like 15 laps down so kind of that kind of ended my day i was fast after that my car was pretty much back to normal but you know there wasn't enough uh any enough uh yellows or anything to try to get get moved up so um which kind of sucks because this is a this is the first of the two races that are the round of eights for the playoffs so uh I'm actually in 6th place going into the next week, which uh, I would have to get into the top four to continue, and I don't think that's going to happen at this point.
0: Well, keep trying. Uh, And then Premier Race Network Cup, Tom Dryling, he wins the Daytona 250. Had some computer issues to start the race, missed Q, and had to start from the pits. Was able to work my lap back, then on a late race restart, was able to take the lead and not give it back. Moves me to the playoffs. Now time to get more playoff points. And final thoughts, Adam Jocelyn, what do you got?
1: Um, just uh, ready to get this Daytona last Daytona race over and uh, get on to Homestead and get get to get to the normal grind of the normal ovals. Um, if you can't get a win, top fives. That's all I want.
0: That's right. Let's get the regular season on underway. The Daytona's been a bust.
2: Grid Finder is your go-to source for finding your next sim racing league. Currently home to over 450 leagues across all gaming platforms and across 10 different racing sims, including over 80 iRacing leagues. Filter your search by racing sim, car class, race day, and region. Finding a league to fit your schedule has never been this easy. Visit www.grid-finder.com to find a league or upload your own. Grid Finder. The home of online sim racing leagues. Brian McCubbin, final thoughts.
4: Uh, So, I'm going to race the uh, Bathurst uh, 12 hours with the OBRL team. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. Um, I think we're going to be driving the Lamborghini. So, um, I'll be practicing on uh, Mount Panorama next two weeks. And then um, I just wanted to mention uh, last week I. I, uh, we welcome Tyler Williamson as our new FOSI team member. Well, it wasn't wasn't right after that that his wife came down with COVID and she's been really sick. Uh, his son got it, so it's going through his home. I don't think he's got it. He hasn't tested positive yet, but he's been kind of isolating. He hasn't been able to do anything because he's got two kids that he's taken care of all by himself and working from home. So uh, best thoughts to to Tyler and his wife to, to get better real soon, and we look, look forward to having him back on the track with us.
0: Yeah, I hope they get better soon, for sure. All right, David Hall, final thoughts.
2: Yeah, Tyler had really been uh, coming onto the streams and being a kind of a team cheerleader there there when he first joined. I was enjoying that.
5: somebody uh, going to watch.
2: Well, you know, it was great. It was like a 100% increase in my viewer count, man. <laughs> it's one uh, more than I
5: have. I
1: like, I like watching your stream because I can see how the set's going. Because I only run one race a week, and you run like 30.
2: Pretty much. <laughs> but I haven't been able to a stream at night lately. We've been we've been under a heavy snowstorm here in Arkansas. I'm sure you've heard how bad Texas got hit. We've got about twelve inches of snow. Everybody's stuck at home, so even more people are streaming. And around prime time the the internet's just getting a little bit too shaky. And if I have the stream going I start lagging out really bad and everybody disappearing on the track. So I haven't haven't been running the evening streams the last couple of nights. Um I, I'm really frustrated with with sort of with how slow I am at it compared to the other top split guys in in the uh, at the Daytona Roval. Uh, I'm only missing about a second, I guess, compared to where Greg averages. Though I'm hitting 35s as well. I did try a couple of different things. I, it, what it really just comes 55. down to, I, 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 55s was it 45s? 55s? Wow. It was a five. It was a 55. But um, I did something. I've I used to under calibrate the brake so that I didn't have to quite push it in as far, and I was actually developing a little bit of a sore knee from that as well. So for the last for the Thursday race, I recalibrated it where I pushed it down f- full force, and I have I have very little throw on the, on on the brake. Did that, and after a couple of laps of getting used to it and not just completely missing the corner, it it not only helped the knee, but it helped me not lock the brakes up as much Maybe, but i still cannot i still just can't get on the throttle so i've gone ahead and ordered the 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 throttle damper hydraulic kit to to slap on there too and see if that can help smooth out the throttle because i know the braking points i know the turns um it's just i cannot apply the smottles the th- smottle the throttle smoothly enough to 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 get on the wheel as and get going as quick as the other guys around me.
5: Now, David, when you calibrated your uh, the pedal, your pedal, brake pedal that way, did you change the... What What do you have your uh, in-sim brake... What is that, linear or whatever it is,
2: multiplier set at... Is it set at zero? It's at the default for the Fanatec recommended, which I think is it's zero.
5: It's supposed to be zero, so that's the one thing that'll help your braking too if you're going to use the pedal all the way is zero.
2: Yeah, I, I had not... I had not changed it. I had just under-calibrated it a little because I had the wheel so stiff that I was just trying to not have... I was trying to have it have less travel. But at that point, in in road racing, in the stock car, you just have to feather the brakes so much because it, otherwise it, you'll snap it when you're trying to trail brake it. You can get a lot... You can put a lot more trail braking into it with a Ferrari than you can with a with a Cup car. Well, and you
5: said that you're... you're- you're in the you're in the top split but you're a top split um, IMSA driver or euro driver you're it kind of changes now that we're in the cup series stuff is switching over it's it's i wouldn't be a top split cup driver either i i just um it, it's more it's different that way right like it's that you're being thrown well, in there because your i rating's high because of the roadside of driving the yeah, downforce cars
2: and I'm not top split when I'm over in IMSA, cause those guys are 6,000, 7,000, but the top split road, I rating has been 2,300 average. So we're, you know, and I'm at, I'm at 2,200 because that's about what I run in, in the Ferrari and, and in the LMP.
5: Seems to me that we haven't really drawn a lot more European type or, or, or more road Drivers this week than I thought we would like since the road license is is kind of translating over. I thought we would attract more.
2: Actually, there was quite a few of them, quite a few new names in that in that race, with the higher, but still not 7,000 guys, but there was a lot of 2,000, 3,000 guys.
5: Yeah, but but you might not notice them. They could be NSIS guys that are oval. You kind of got to watch their ovals and road to see where they would split out too, right? Mm-hmm. But. No, that's it's interesting with uh, the way that you got to worry about your road license now.
2: It doesn't pay out nearly as many points either, because like an eleventh place got like 160 points at Daytona in that that three point almost four K field, and then the the two K field, the seventeenth place, well the twenty, I know the twenty third place was only like 56 points. So even the winners not getting nearly as many points at the road race as they are at, at the oval races.
0: Okay. Greg Hector's final thoughts.
2: Uh,
5: I'm just, I don't know. This week's been weird. I I, normally I'd be jumping up and down for the road course and being excited. And I just feel like it's been a hot, rough week going back to work after taking a week off. And, um, and just, I don't feel like I'm in the swing of things yet with the NIS season and, Hopefully tomorrow night I'll get my last uh, NIS open for this week on the road course in, and I'll get some practice done tomorrow afternoon and figure out my problems, but uh, I'm definitely not not co- as comfortable as I normally would be on the road course. Um, I could still compensate and probably get a good finish, but I would like to be a lot faster than I am. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just, just not the week yet for uh, – what I'm what I normally accustomed to when I'm driving on the road courses and the cup cars.
0: Okay. Tony Groves, final thoughts.
3: Oh, we got another Ladies of iRacing Racing race to announce uh Saturday night. And the ladies are going to venture into their first plate race. Not at Daytona, but at Talladega, is what they've got on their schedule. And they're going for 50 laps. So it's a little longer than uh, what they normally do but all in all it should be a good uh should be a good race. These ladies have been really stepping up their game. And I know they've been out there uh, doing a lot of practice. I've uh been able to get into a, a couple of carburetor cup races with Lisa and working with her on uh just, you know, drafting and uh, keeping that line nice and straight and and uh figured carb cup was a really good option for her to uh, work on wreck avoidance. and we'll see how all this uh, all this stuff plays out this uh, this Saturday night.
0: All right, that's always fun to watch. I'll be watching. Uh, my final thoughts, uh, Daytona, man, I didn't get the win I was hoping for, uh, but I ran how I expected to, which was up front. I can't tell you how many laps I've led this week. Um, it's been kind of crazy. Um, And then to run really well in the fast track sim racing, uh, to come up to the front right away and to stay up there through most of the race, to be in position near the end before I got wrecked, uh, about ready to win that thing. Man, I'm really proud of that, um, even though I don't have the result to speak for it. But that's kind of the way racing goes and we'll move on to next week. I'm looking forward to Homestead already. Let's get the regular season underway. And with that, we'll see you on the track later. Thank you for listening to the Auto Racers Lounge podcast. Make sure you go to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook and Twitter. See you on the track.